Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, children of all ages, you're about to experience the opportunity to get in on the conversation. So do me a favor, join the conversation as you're about to step into the world of conversations about dot, dot, dot. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is Will. I am the first part of this wonderful ensemble group of people that uh, host a show called Conversations About Dot, 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 where we get into all kinds of conversations about all kinds of things. And with me are the Roscoe Brothers. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Hello once again, everyone. It's the Roscoe Brothers joining with Will Holland once again. I am Jingles Roscoe. I am Smiler Roscoe. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, depending on wherever you are at. Yes, definitely. Uh, Crafty Cosplayer was going to join us, and we're going to do a deep dive in Disney movies today, but due to the fact that she is unable to join us, I believe she may be involved in a bachelorette party for a friend of hers that's getting married. Uh, We definitely didn't want to deep dive into Disney movies without her. How dare somebody get married when they know that we need to record podcasts? How dare they? How dare people get married? (laughs) Hey, how dare people have lives outside of podcasting, right? No, I have Um, no life outside of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I have a life outside of podcasting, but that's neither here nor there. But I also wanted to talk with them because they are working on a big project uh, as brothers. So I wanted to kind of let them, first of all, before we really get into the other side of this, I really wanted to just let them talk about the project that they're working on. So at this time, I'm going to stop talking and let them start talking about the project they're working on first. And then we're going to get into media and different things like that. So basically, we hate comics. Um, so yeah. we're going to we're going <laughs> to we're doing an anti-comic where yes. it's like we're using the medium of comics right. to hate on comics. Yeah. Basically what everybody thought that Alan Moore was doing. Right. But he wasn't doing. But no, he was doing that. He was doing that? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> he was all like, comics are bad. He's like, stop, I hate stop Superman. Stop liking superheroes. Stop liking Superman. Stop liking Batman. <laughs> you like them? No, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You think you're right? Like that? You're okay. Wrong. Okay. Uh, we are working on our own series, our own action pack series, and I'm doubly sad that, uh, Crafting Cosplayer is not here, because she and I were actually talking about this early in the week, and I was trying to lightly go over some of the details, but, um, we're working on this, uh, sort of battle action comic, heavily inspired by manga, because mm-hmm. we're nerds like that. Yeah. And it's uh, it's called Atomic Derby. And it follows a team of six girls, and of course their coach, as they navigate this um, underground roller derby tournament where it's high stakes and it's way more violent than it would be uh, otherwise. There are safety precautions taken into place, but... Mm-hmm. Because we're so influenced by anime, it has to be over the top. Yeah. Like, we've got... In typical roller derby, there's a rink. Right. And Well, here. Mm-hmm. I, I want to... I, I present Atomic Derby as... Uh, it's, it's a story about roller derby, but if it was cranked up to, like, anime levels. Yeah, if it was cranked up to 11. 
So. Oh dear. Yeah, that's the idea behind it. It was like roller derby, but more. Yes. <laughs> kind of like how you have like in anime, you have like the prince of tennis, and they have yeah. like, you know. This guy was born with a secret tennis technique that allows him to, like, spin the ball in one direction and then midair it spins the other direction, which throws his opponents off in their game. It's like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? There's, like, bloodline techniques yeah. and, like... Yeah. But it, but it's all still, like... It's not quite superpowers, it's but still, it's pretty close. It's still taken, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, normal humans can do this. Yeah. There was a, an anime right. that uh, I saw that was all about um, just baking bread. Like, oh, that was the whole concept. Of yeah. It was baking bread and entering bread baking tournaments. Yeah. And there's this... The main character was born... Oh, here we go. ...with this ability that he has like special hands oh gosh that his hands are like <laughs> the perfect temperature that when he holds dough the dough the yeast and the dough and everything like rises at the exact rate that he needs it to yeah for like perfect bread every yeah. time yeah. <laughs> like oh wow the, the the show itself is like you know this is this is we're we're, we're being silly about this yeah right yeah. this isn't like taken this isn't meant to be taken super seriously yeah, yeah. or anything like that yeah. but um it's kind of that same general concept yeah of like we're we're animeifying um roller derby there has we have to figure out a better word for that there is yeah, no but that's the word. only word i've been using for it it's right like, oh, we're animeifying it no that's terrible uh it is terrible it's a, it's not a good word um but that is essentially what we're sort of shooting for, and we're really happy about these characters. We've done we shared with them in streams before, and the kids that have been checking out our viewers have been really sort of pumped about it, mm -hmm. and we're excited that they're excited, and I'm trying my best as a writer to make these characters distinct and to put them each one of them on a trajectory for full character arcs. Right. Okay, and, uh, and Jingles has put in a lot of work into actually making these characters pop visually. I don't know if you could share a few of them in the chat with. Oh them. yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll share. I'll yeah, share just the, to give the them a visual so that, reference so that Will can see. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've ever talked to Will about this. I don't know if we ever actually I, I, sat down to talk to Will about this. Well, and I appreciate the fact that we're getting to do that now. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, I've seen glitz and pieces. I think as comic maker may have done a drawing of the girls mm -hmm. concerning that or something like that, a fan art type thing or something. She's, she's done a few that, pictures was... for us. Um, okay. But she, uh, the one that you're probably thinking about is I, I commissioned her to, to draw one um, because she had commissions open and I, I like supporting my mm -hmm. friends and buying commissions off of them. Right. Um, Yay. And so, because like I've, uh, for the longest time I've had the, um, I've been of the opinion that if, uh, I, I, I wouldn't buy commissions because if there's something that I want drawn, I will just draw it myself. It was the, mm -hmm. the mindset that I had been in, uh, over the years. And um, so, uh, as I've met more friends that have commissions open, 
and uh, stuff like that. I like to um, support them financially with purchases of, you know, like their stuff. But and that's definitely going to be something that goes into the conversation we do later, where we talk about you know the different forms of media and things like that. So you guys are talking about these character arts and everything. Now, I know you don't want to go in and we don't need to go in and spoil everything because I'm sure at some point you're going to come out with a product that people can purchase and or, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to go the Webtoons model where you release the whole thing out, you know, for people to go view on Webtoons or how that's going to work. So, I mean, what do you what is your distribution plan for this story? So um, the way that we're planning on doing this is that we are going to use Webtoons. Um, we're going to distribute it on Webtoons. Um, we, we have um, six chapters planned that we're going to release. Um, okay. And then after those six chapters are finished uh, and ready, we'll actually make a... Uh, was it five chapters? Yeah, five chapters. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong about it. Okay. <laughs> I just did. Yeah. But use your voice. <laughs> it's five don't, chapters. Don't let me you. talk for like oh, half yeah. an hour and then be all like, As oh, I'm by the waving way. from way back, way back in the audience going, no, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we have five chapters planned uh we have the the outlines written out for uh we're gonna release it all on webtoon for free um and then we'll also want to make available uh a print version we're gonna order like i don't know like a few hundred i'm sure uh print versions of it that we can that's gonna be so crazy when we reach that step yeah it's gonna that feel we can, so weird that we can sell at like conventions and stuff. Yeah. And we'll make like sticker packs of the girls and stuff like that, yeah. and other things Ooh, that we want to do. Uh, posters, probably. Yeah. We have ideas of of just like merchandise that we can mm-hmm. make for it, um, that we can sell at like conventions and stuff, and like people, it'll be available online to read for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if people want to f- support us financially. Uh, we want to make a print version of it mm-hmm. so that people can buy it and have a have a physical version of it as well. Yeah, yeah. that'll be good. I mean, I think uh, it, it's it, you know I, I haven't ventured into webtoons all that much, although I have seen stuff from webtoons and different things like that. And so I know a lot of the model tends to be you know build the audience, then do the print book at some point, and so. Uh, is there anything about any of the characters that you can tell us a little bit about? I know you talked about fully developed characters and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything about the characters you wanna you wanna go into a little bit for us? Oh well, we only ever want to talk about the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, no. Video games, no. Video games, no. Characters, no, the characters. <laughs> so if you want to look into the the chat, will you can see the the main characters of the group that we have. Design. Right. They're not finished designs yet. Um, I still need to work on and tweak a few things here and there, but essentially this is what they're going to be looking like. Yeah. For starting with the top one, that one... Uh, oh, each one of these girls is going to have their own uh, roller derby moniker, their own roller derby nickname. So we're talking about the and... Becky Lynch-looking uh, first person I see here. Hey, hey, <clears throat> hey. 
Her hair is yes. more like Ember Moon, and you know it. You know it. <laughs> well, I was to say, I did see a bit of Ember Moon in there, but when I saw the initial face with the hair, I thought Becky Lynch, but continue. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, it's Becky. She's here. It's oh, the no, man. She's here. <laughs> um, Shayna Baszler, Baszler bit her in the neck, tried to go zombie mode on her. Now she's hunting her down. Yeah. <laughs> so... This first one, her roller derby name is Bad News. And her character arc, I'm really looking forward to sort of fleshing out. But just as a okay. just as a small little bit, when we first meet her, she's actually an enforcer for uh she's a she's a heavy for a loan shark. And Ooh. she's not in a good place, but she's oddly enough in a pretty good place mentally. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's when we first sort of meet her. She, she doesn't do it because she likes hurting people. She doesn't do it because like, it's like, I was built, uh, I was built to break heads and she does it cause it's kind of the thing she's good at. And right. But she ends up having these hobbies that people don't know about because she looks really scary on the outside she beats people up so that they can give up their money and then she goes home and she really doesn't have much of a life beyond that. She has a okay. hobby that I really like. Um, I don't know if you want to share it or not. Gosh, it's hard to say because it's revealed pretty early in chapter one. Okay. Um, you know what? Yeah. you. It, only, even in the first chapter, you realize there's more to this girl than you initially think. Because when she, goes home, when she goes home, she, she has takeout. She goes home, she sits in front of her laptop in her very small apartment, and she spends her evenings uh, painting these figures, like little statues that she has of like mm-hmm. anime characters, uh, superhero characters. She, and I, I guess it's called model painting. Yeah. Yeah, she does model painting. And okay. it's a hobby of hers that she really, really likes. And it, uh, she does it partially because it was a hobby that she had with her father that she just continues today and it helps sort of, it sort of keeps her hands steady um it helps her yeah it helps her sort of focus and relax um but her uh, okay. life trajectory sort of takes a bit of a left turn for an interesting direction uh, when she ends up meeting, starts meeting and starts getting to know the other girls of this team. And the first one that she meets is that little blonde one that you see right there. And uh, is it the blonde one with the cast? Yeah, the blonde one with the cast. Um, okay. Oh, really quick, about bad news. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, she would essentially be like an anime protagonist. More or less. Born she's, with unreasonable strength. Yeah, she she's unreasonably stronger than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and is, like, really good at fighting and stuff yeah. like that. But she's not a refined fighter. She's a backstreet brawler. Yeah. That's her gotcha. thing. Gotcha. I just, I just hope that when she's on the rink and she's doing stuff, that she doesn't come out with clotheslines and yell out that she's, gonna, she's got some bad news for you. Like Wade Barrett back in the day, and then hits you with a bullhorn, and she's sitting there hitting people. No, she would. She would be more like Brock Lesnar. She doesn't. She, she doesn't, doesn't cut, cut promos. promos. No, <laughs> she doesn't talk much. No. 
If somebody's going to cut promos, it's going to be someone else. Yeah. <laughs> the Beast, Her Brock Lesnar. Her coach is just out there yelling and screaming, here goes bad news for you girls. <laughs> So, what's interesting is that her she didn't give herself her derby name. No. She wasn't even creative enough to come up with one. It's a name that somebody called her, and the others heard it, and they were like, that's perfect. And, there you uh, go. There is going to be a bit of language in the series, but we're not going to... Okay. Like, we're actually going to play with it a little bit, because mm -hmm. when it comes to like F-bombs and stuff, we're going to cartoon censor it. Yeah. And just sort of have some fun with that. Uh, okay. But they but they do occasionally say things like "damn" and "crap" throughout. Mm -hmm. And gotcha. uh, one of the things that they say is like, so essentially the the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> yeah. Damn. 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 <laughs> uh, so basically, like a teen. You really think this would be rated more like fourteen? This will be a teen-rated yes. uh, series, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um. And bad news. Because uh, uh, one of the characters does have, like, an, an exceptional potty mouth, but we're going to be, like, censoring her. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so, bad news. She ends... Because she has, like, this natural aura around her of a very violent person, people are really hesitant to talk with her and actually hang out with her. Mm-hmm. However, the first person to actually extend a hand of friendship is that little blonde one right there. And mm -hmm. her derby name is Bite Size Dynamite. Oh, dear. And she... You wouldn't think it based on her name, but she's actually extremely cheerful. She's very nice. She sees the best in people. And she's very quick to make friends. But she's yeah, called Bite Size Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, she's, called Bi she's called Bite Size Dynamite because she is very small. Yeah. But she packs a lot of heat when she actually tries. And out of all the other girls uh, on the team, she easily by far has the most experience when it comes to this particular style of roller derby. Mm -hmm. So she's easily the most experienced, uh, the most accomplished out of all of them. But when we first meet her, she has that cast. So she's not actually able to race with the girls right away. Yeah. Right. But she's the first one to go up to Bad News and be like, Hi, what's your name? And being incredibly nice, I was actually thinking about crafting cosplayer. Uh, like her, sort of her voice coming out of her. Mm -hmm. uh, especially so if after there's ever a cartoon... If there's ever yeah. a cartoon, if there's ever an animated movie version of this, Captain Cosplayer, you're on the casting. Uh, we're casting you right now for this role. Yeah, yeah. You have it. You have no choice in this matter. Yeah, <laughs> you're n you're not allowed to not take this role. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's very fun. She's very plucky, and she's very quick to make friends with all the other girls. Mm -hmm. Um. However, like on one of the other sides of that is the other girl, that very thin one with the dark hair and the glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, the next one down. Uh, her she kind of reminds me of a librarian. A little bit. Her, um, her roller derby name is The Architect. Okay. She's very smart. She's very clever, but she's incredibly shy and reserved. 
so she doesn't kick the door in and yell, burn it down whenever, you know, she comes in to get ready to do roller derby. No, no. If anything, I want, I was actually thinking about this while I was at work and that mm. was, uh, I kind of want her to have the best comebacks. Yeah. And some of like the oh, best yeah. zingers and one liners. She's got like the, she's got, she's the most clever. Yeah. So she's got the best zingers, the best one liners, the best like, like if comebacks. Somebody, comebacks. Yeah. But, but <laughs> she kind of just whispers them. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's too shy to actually like out loud say them. So she kind of just like says them under her breath. Right. <laughs> Very right. quiet. I got you. A, re- a really good example <laughs> is uh, the foul mouthed girl. When she's squaring up to the architect, and she's yelling at her. Oh yeah, the architect, by the way, is the tallest one of the group. Yeah, she's the most stretched out. I think she. I think we put okay. her at about six three. I think that's what we said. Six oh, three. Wow. Yeah, at six two, six three. Oh wow! There. I was. I thought she was. So just she's more never. Like six, yeah. So she's never looking up at anybody. Everybody else is always looking up to her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And She's so, the most reserved. Well, that's a that that that's kind of that's a very interesting counter twist to the physical archetype because you'd think the biggest, tallest girl would be the one that would be the toughest, but she's right. the most reserved. That's kind of played against type. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And they, yeah, we like doing that. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, foul mouth girl was going to square up. To, this is an example. This is not what the actual dialogue is going to be, but it would be like if the foul mouth girl squared up to her and was all like. Uh, you actually gonna get out there on the rink, Tiny, or are you just gonna stand by all day? And then the architect looks down at her and just sort of whispers, "I'm like a foot and a half taller than you, but whatever." <laughs> sure. And, and the foul mouth girl's all like, "I can't speak up. I can't hear you up there." And then the architect comes back with, "I said I can't hear you down there." <laughs> <laughs> Again, she has the she's gonna have the best one liners and the best zingers and the best comebacks, but she's just very scared. Yeah. And she's also this is another thing that's gonna be sort of part of her character arc. She's going to learn self confidence over time. And she's going to learn to believe in herself. Because there are gonna be times where she's going to come up with this brilliant plan that'll help the team win. But she's so scared about it failing. That she's constantly second guessing herself, mm-hmm. and so she's going to learn gotcha. to sort of overcome that. Every every character that I have is going to eventually have an end goal that they're going to sort of work towards and accomplish, and mm-hmm. a million and a bunch of different routes on how they get there. Um, Bite sized dynamite. She's currently living in the shadow of one of her predecessors. Uh, okay. And she's just trying to live up to a legacy. And eventually she's going to learn to carve out her own legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. And who's who's the one under there? Uh, the next one is uh, uh, Bomber. Uh, this one's very fun. Yes. This, okay. this girl is very fun. As you can see, she's a bit fuller than the rest of the other girls. And we we were playing with that idea for a little while. Because we were sitting there and it's like, we need one more team member and mm-hmm. we don't know what, and we're like, oh, really quick. We really wanted to have a lot of different, like, body shapes. Thank you. And, yeah. and personalities. Body types. And body types with these characters. Because we want we want a wide range of characters. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's good for me to try and, like, try different 
things with character and body types and stuff like that. Yeah. So this one in particular, um, her derby name is the Beersden Bomber. She's from Scotland. Yeah. And oh. Yeah. And uh, she came in because she heard that there there was a team that needed an extra player, and she is an excellent defender. She like where she comes from, she's one of the best. But she's never played in an American League, and she's never played Atomic Derby. She's done roller derby, right? She's done regular roller derby. She's she she's really she was really good at roller derby in Scotland. But this is regular roller derby because in our story, <gasps> Atomic Derby is illegal in the UK. <laughs> so okay, I've got I've got two I've got two questions real quick. Yes, uh, yes. You mentioned that she's a good defender. Mm-hmm. Yes define that term and then the second question is because you keep mentioning this and i'm not sure if you want to do this here or if you want to wait till you get done you keep saying there's a difference with the atomic derby versus regular roller derby mm-hmm. so those are both excellent questions shall we do it after we've introduced the characters oh golly i don't want to forget but yes i do okay, I'll, I'll i'll remind all right thank you so all right there we go the beerist and bomber She's from Scotland. She came to America to, uh, one, be part of Atomic Derby and increase her skills that way. And two, because she has a boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, they're very serious about each other. It's very serious. It's very serious. relationship. Uh, Okay. And she's going to, throughout the rest of her arc... She's going to learn that um, the things about her that make her unique aren't necessarily always bad. Because there are parts of her that she feels like, oh, I'm just holding everybody back. And because I can't do certain things, I'm limiting myself and I'm only ever going to be able to do this thing. Oh, rather wow. Than, yeah, rather than being able to believe in herself and actually diversify her skills and she's going to learn how to do that and gain more life experience because you find out that uh, she has certain ambitions outside of uh, roller derby that she wants to do and they're very artsy and very lofty ambitions but she doesn't have the skill set to do those things and I might just share with you off the podcast because I don't want to spoil too much because I think sure, it's a sure, really sure. neat. I think it's a really neat reveal that um, I'll I'll be I'd love to tell you <laughs> afterwards. But see, yeah. I would look at her and I would guess the secretly she's a plus sized cosplayer who wants to go out to the cosplay circuit and be able to go do all sorts of awesome things with cosplay, but she doesn't necessarily have the resources to sew or things like that, and so she's trying to figure out how to put that together to, to make herself that. But that's just me guessing off the top of the dome based purely off of what I see. But anyway, continue. So that's not bad, but I think you'll like that's what not, I... That's not terribly far off. But so, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you'll like what, I think you'll like what I have in mind a little bit better. Yeah, I think um, I will too. Uh, and then the next one, she, this one I like a whole lot because this is Ojo-sama, or her original derby name was Queen Bee. And when uh, the girls first meet her, she's actually part of a rival team. Oh. 
And okay, in the first chapter, she and Bad News square up on each other. Oh, yeah, it's great. And uh, Queen Bee, as she was at the time, and she's part of this team. By the way, when you first meet her, she's accompanied by two other girls that are holding her equipment for her. Yeah. Oh, dear. These are not assistants. These are teammates that are holding her equipment for her. Yeah. And she walks in, chin high, and tells uh, Bad News that she should not be trying Roller Derby at all, let alone Atomic Derby. And oh, wow. She's going to prove a point by having Bad News and herself race, aco- race across a racetrack uh, doing X amount of laps while racing for about two minutes. And uh-huh. all Bad News has to do is pass Queen Bee one time. But Queen Bee is incredibly oh, wow. skilled because we find out that she also has a history of Atomic Derby. And she's mm-hmm. she's pretty good at it. And so she tells, you know, bad news, pass me one time and uh, and then we'll see if you're worth anybody's time. And so for the, oh, nearly for the entirety of those two minutes, they're just racing and bad news is trying to catch up, except she can't. Queen Bee is just playing with her the entire time. And then uh, bad news manages to get under Queen Bee's skin. And so what she does is that... Um, She's going to make it that she mentally, that Bad News mentally understands that she's never going to be ready for this. And so she's going to skid to a stop and try to scare Bad News. So she's going to stop in the middle of the track and force Bad News to try to stop, even though she barely even knows how to skate. Right. And when she does that, uh, Bad News's reflexes kick in and she just cold cocks her across the face. Ow! Nice. And flattens her out. And it's so bad and so nasty that all the other girls watching her think, oh god, she's dead. Oh, she killed her and now she's dead. (laughs) I can't believe we had to watch a... She killed her! She killed her! That's that's why we did she's broken in half. Yep. And, I mean, she's, she's okay. She's just knocked out, but... Yeah, I'm glad you said. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you said she punched her because in my okay, and and you understand what I'm about to say. In my overactive, overactive imagination, I saw when you were telling the story. First of all, I could see it, which is really cool, uh, because now I'm even more excited about it. So I saw her stop skidding and everything, and bad news just kind of balls up. And, like, just kind of jumps in the air and, like, basically knees her in the face. And then she knocks her out that way. She continues to skate past her, technically completing the goal of skating past her. That's right. Uh, you know, I've I've really had to play a lot with the idea of what I wanted her to do. I thought she was... I thought about her giving her a headbutt. But there's something incredibly straightforward and visceral and it, it needs and it needs to be something that'll let you know where like what bad news is all about in that moment because bad news she reacts out of instinct and then right. she punches her in the face 
Yeah. That's very much anime. Because that's very she's much so anime used to manga fights, style she's trophy so used too. to people squaring up on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, before the chapter wraps up, you, the rest of the team at this point, which is Bad News, Bite Size Dynamite, and the Architect, they're all hanging out in the gym trying to decide, oh, what do we do? We need more girls in order to enter this tournament. That's when there's a knock on the door and it's raining outside and it's Ocho-sama and it looks like she just... Oh yeah, sorry, Queen Bee. It looks like she just got done having an ugly cry. Yeah. And mascara running, she's wet because of the rain. Yeah, she's got her equipment and apparently she got kicked out of her team because... Oh gosh. Because she was basically being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like the whole bit about the girls carrying her equipment, she made them do that. Yeah. And oh, so, wow. yeah, right after that match was a palate cleanser for them. They got back and they kicked her out because they were like, we're done with your attitude. Yeah. Wow. And so now she shows up to the Roller Angels and asks them for a spot. And they're all like, okay, you can join, but. You're gonna we're have not to carry your, your stuff for you. Oh yeah, we're not carrying your stuff for you. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta lift yourself up by your own bootstraps, and you gotta change your roller derby name. And so they change it for her, and they call her Ojo Sama, which is a, a a subtle reference to a an archetype in um in Japanese media, specifically mm-hmm. in anime. Um, I was inspired by this sort of laugh that haughty uh noble women would do where they sort of place their hand to one side of their mouth and they go oh and that sort of gave me a baseline to jump off of with this character and i was and i thought to myself i'm gonna name her ojo sama and that's more for me um yeah okay. yeah and uh, that's the thing she's got <clears throat> she has this noble woman's uh air to her hmm Right, because the the term ojo sama is a is a Japanese term, and it's a it's an anime trope, and so <clears throat> it's uh, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, no problem. Oh. And I'm okay. gonna let you talk about this next angel. Okay. There we go. Um, but yes, I like her outfit. I like how she looks, and I think uh, Jingles really nailed some of the personality, which I feel like comes through. With the bomber, we actually sort of built off of a baseline of... Yeah. Ojo is a Japanese word that means <clears throat> young lady. It it means like high-class, wealthy mm-hmm. girl, more yeah. or less. Mm-hmm. It's usually and what it Sama, refers to. And yeah, Sama is, is an honorific for like someone really important. Yeah. Uh, someone in, of nobility. In Japanese. Yeah. And so... It's, it's essentially that's what you get from yeah Queen Bee slash Ojo Sama yeah is she's she's a high class haughty girl it, it, essentially um, <clears throat> I assume that you've seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air oh several hundred episodes okay um, Hillary Hillary very much gotcha Hillary is a is a spoiled rich she's an ojo sama she's she would essentially be an ojo sama except um i think our ojo sama might be she 
She's smarter than yeah. Hillary. Hillary comes off as really, really dumb sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. that's kind of what's great Hillary, about her character. And it's funny because as you see Hillary develop over time, she starts to realize that the act she's been playing doesn't really benefit her. Mm-hmm. So she starts kind of showing that some of it, some of the stuff, that, some of the silly stuff that she did during the early parts of the show wasn't her just not knowing. Sometimes it was because she was playing to a type because she wanted to attract a mate. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she realized she could do better on her own and eventually find somebody worth her time that you slowly start to see her develop into this other version of herself that was a much better version. So I think it's going to be real interesting to see uh, Queen B slash, uh, and, and you got to say that name again because I don't want to mess it up. Ojo Sama. Uh, Ojo Sama, Ojo Sama's um, realizing her worth is not just, you know, it, and I don't want to steal a model pony idea of, you know, friendship is magic, you know, but it's kind of like the benefits of the friendship that she has with these girls. Mm-hmm. And it's really how she interesting. changes because of it. And it's really, it's going to be really interesting because a lot of her character arc is going to be learning humility, but also learning. Uh, her own personal self-worth and she is going to have a secret hobby that I think you will are going to love okay but we won't we won't, uh, we won't say it, it on, the on the podcast I will tell him after no. after <laughs> <laughs> now brother yes. why don't you tell him about this last angel this last angel okay so uh smiter uh Smiter's handing it off to me because this is... He essentially created all the other characters and I helped develop them with him after he had an idea brought down. This last character was a character that I had created on my own um, well before we started establishing everything that we wanted for Atomic Derby. Yeah, she, we didn't even plan for her to be on Atomic Derby first. Yeah. So, okay. um, this, uh, the character that I created, uh, I call her Maddie. Um, but she's the kind of character that doesn't like, that wouldn't want to be called Maddie. Um, when I developed her, I, I made it that she calls herself Mad, because uh, her name is okay. Madeline, but she doesn't like Madeline because it's too girly. So she she goes as Mad. Um, and uh, she's a character that I had created uh, before we we got all this stuff hammered out and she's uh essentially she's just kind of uh a really schlubby skinny girl with a foul mouth and a bad attitude um that i had just i wasn't sure what i wanted to do with her um sometimes i just kind of jot down ideas for a character and then just hold on to it and see if we can use the character at a later time. I have a couple of characters. I don't develop a whole lot of characters myself very often because it's usually uh-huh. Smiter that comes up with ideas for characters pretty much all the time. Um, so Maddie was a character that I just... Um, I thought of a design and I thought of a character trait and how she would be. And she... Um, she... I'm trying to think about how to describe it but she she's bad attitude uh she used to get in trouble a lot um like with shoplifting and stuff like that 
This was stuff mm-hmm. that I had in the back in my backstory. For very her. rebellious. Very rebellious. Um, but also like doesn't care about a whole lot of things. Just kind of like is coasting through life more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Didn't you say, tell me once that like she was like she had a bad attitude. She would get in trouble before, but now she's apathetic. It's yeah. different. From it, it's yeah. it's more of like ap- yeah, she's more apathetic than anything. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which we kind of changed her up because when we were when Smider and I were hammering out ideas for Atomic Derby and what we wanted for characters and um, needing to build up the cast more because we had Bad News Architect and Bite Size Dynamite pretty much created like right away. Those were the the ones that we. We're like, okay, we want to make characters like this, and we want to do this with them. So, uh, Bearsden Bomber and uh, Ojo Sama came afterwards uh, as we were building up the cast and trying to figure out more interesting characters and what we wanted for Atomic Derby. Uh, and as we were working on it, is when I, I turned to Spider, I was like, hey, would you like to use Maddie for this series? I was legit excited when and he, he was offered. like, "That's that's awesome." And so, this was a character that I had created separately, and then uh, we've we didn't really tweak her too much. Her backstory might be a mm-hmm. little bit different, just just for the sake of the story. But um, essentially, she's still the same character that I had developed before, um, and. Uh, yeah, she was she was just a character that I had created and then we have worked into Atomic Derby as a member of this cast. So, Smider has taken what I have made about her before and will be creating stuff that'll be like, you know, trying to to not be so apathetic and relying on people and just like you know, learning. Yeah, because yeah, Jingles way. Jingles provided a baseline and a backstory for me, and all I really did was provide a trajectory of where her character, I think, should go. And fortunately, Jingles has been really cool, and he's uh, he's liked where I've offered her story arc to go. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of trust there in that regard. Now, all we need to do is come up with a character that's a flamboyant uh, ring announcer so that if there's an animated part of the animated thing to this, I can eventually lend my voice to that. Oh, buddy. You say it like we haven't already done that. (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) I don't know. We're still in world-building phases right now. Yeah. And we're hammering out some of the chapters at the there, moment. There is going to be an announcer, maybe two announcers, a uh, guy and a girl, uh, who are going to be watching the matches and commentating over them. And sc- they're screaming their heads off off of the amazing moves that are going to be going through. Oh! Oh, she passed her! She had no idea! Mm-hmm. Um... And of course, we may even have some audience members watching these matches who are losing their minds over what they're seeing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point, well, I don't know, maybe at one point, Bad News will pick up an opponent and lift her off the air and jump and spin and, like, <laughs> spinning DDT her into the ground. Um, and then flip out of then kick flip out of it and roll, start roller skating again. Yeah, but everybody's like, oh, oh. That's right. Wait, wait. 
<laughs> You're like, did she just do a 15, 15 uh, a 520 spin in the air and then suplexed her in the middle of, oh my gosh! <laughs> she has broken in half! <laughs> By the way, I am going to try to squeeze in a whole bunch of other references throughout the series. Yeah. Some gonna... references here and there. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, some wrestling references here and there. But we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the last character that we have down there is the coach of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coach had a long pedigree before she became the coach. She actually used to do Atomic Derby herself. Okay. And it's no, it's no real big secret, but uh, she's actually Bite Size Dynamite's mother. And oh, it's the legacy. Yep. And nice. Bite Size, yeah. And Bite Size Dynamite is the one character on the entire team who pushes herself the hardest, the one that's the hungriest to prove herself above all mm-hmm. the other girls, and. A lot of that has to do with her mother's legacy that she has. And her mother is something of a tough coach, but she's willing to stop and listen and hear her girls and try to... Her goal, the only thing she wants is to be the best coach that she can be by teasing out the talent of her players. And Mm -hmm. she wants them to surpass her, every single one of them. Because she has a massive legacy. She used to be one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she fell in love and retired. Um, and she raised Bite Size Dynamite. And it's it's not like she tried to hide that life from her. But Bite Size... She never had full intention of guiding Bite Size Dynamite to Atomic Derby. Bite Size Dynamite, she chose that life for herself. She saw her mom and she saw what she was capable of. And she was just said, I wanted what, I want what she had. And so right. that's part of her journey with that. That sounds really cool. That sounds really neat. Uh, I'm loving what I'm hearing so far. Uh, <laughs> indeed. So, at this point, we're going to take a break. When we come mm-hmm. back, we're going to get those questions answered that I asked earlier concerning uh, about what a defender is and also what the differences are between Atomic Derby and regular roller derby. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, after these messages, we'll be right back. What's going on, you filthy nerds and weeaboos? It's your boy, Deal Madden, and you are listening to Conversations About Dot 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 with jingles and smiter enjoy the show and we're back ladies and gentlemen i'm glad you've had a chance to maybe take a little bit of a break maybe get yourself something to drink something to eat a little snack something like that that's great and so we want to continue talking about atomic derby and we want to roll into a couple of questions i had for them first of all and and i'm going to rephrase the defender question because i know there's more positions in roller derby slash atomic derby than just a defender but I know there are strikers and there are other positions that go into that world. And so I want to kind of have the brothers talk to me a little bit about what positions are in that world that each girl would kind of be involved in. Not necessarily their positions, but what positions they could be involved in. And then also discussing about um, kind of what the differences are between Atomic Derby versus uh, Roller Derby. 
All right. Well, I'll take uh, I'll take the first question. I'll more or less explain. I'll I'll explain two things. I'll explain what a defender slash the real term for it is uh, a blocker. I'll explain what that is, and I'll explain how roller derby works. And then you, bro, you explain how atomic derby is different from that. Okay. So, in regular roller derby, there are three positions, and uh, uh, a team of I believe five on the track at one time. So two teams of five compete on a track. And there are three positions. There is um, there is the blocker, which your job on the team is to team up with the other blockers to stop the passer from getting past you. And the object of the game of any atomic merge atom roller derby match mm-hmm. is to um, have your passer pass all of right. the, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll pick it up just because I feel like I can explain it a little bit simpler. <clears throat> okay. So there's two teams on a on a derby match and. On each team, there is one person that's assigned to get points for your team. And the way that you get points is by passing the girls on the other team. Uh-huh. And you're assigned this position um, every time that you start a round that's called a jam. And uh, the person that goes and scores the points, I believe, is the jammer, correct, bro? Yeah. And so... Uh, the point of the it's blockers, been a while since I've had to explain this to someone. The point of the blockers is to keep the jammers from getting past the group and getting more points. If I'm correct, you get a point for every girl that you pass. Yeah. On the so, on the opposing team. Yeah. So over the course of a single like lap or whatever, you have a chance of scoring five points. Yeah. Because it's a five on five. Yeah. Uh, match. And so mm-hmm. the jammers go and get try and pass the, the groups. The, the blockers try and keep the jammers from collecting points. And then there's one other position that's called the pivot. And what the pivot is, is a, the pivot is a blocker, but can switch with the jammer to become the jammer in the middle of a jam. And the way that you do that is that jammers have uh, a little thing on their helmets that has a little star on it. Um, and the, the star signifies that that person is the jammer. And a pivot can take the star from the jammer and then now they're the jammer. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of strategy involved that, that, can, that comes up with that. And so... Um, that, that those are the positions and that's how the game is played depending okay. on the type of track that you play on um the uh so there there in regular roller derby there's two types of tracks there's flat track which um is is it's just essentially just a flat track all the way around and it's a big uh oval that you uh, skate around in and you don't have to mm-hmm. keep moving you can you can essentially set up a position and just stay there 
Um, but in Banked Trek, which has the, the, the ones that most people think about when they think of roller derby, is those big um, tracks that have like a bend to them and can and go up vertically a little bit. Um, and in banked track roller derby is you have to keep moving. Everybody has to keep moving the entire time. And so mm-hmm. um, that, that essentially, yeah, you just you, you want to keep the groups moving and uh, the jammer tries to get past. Uh, and there's a lot of rules like no punching and no like, <laughs> you know, hitting. No biting. No none of that. Essentially, it's just like just use your hips and your thighs and elbows. Your, uh, elbows can work. And and your butt to like keep yeah. other girls. It's all from about shoulder you. checking each other. Yeah. And, and there's a regular, bunch of this is regular roller derby, correct? Yeah, this is all regular roller yeah, derby. Yeah, and there's gotcha. a lot. Even in regular roller derby, there is a ton of strategy that goes into uh, a, a single jam. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend of mine I may need to speak with. I haven't spoken with her in a while, but if she's free, I may need to. I mean, she apparently does roller derby on some weekends, and so she oh, she she no. went from being, she went from being a model to actually becoming like a roller derby person, and so she still does some oh. modeling and things, but. So I'm just oh, curious. No. I just, I'm really fascinated now. I can't wait to get stomped out by somebody that actually plays the sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, all I did was research. Yeah, all we did was watch videos and research and read the rules and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen, I'm pretty sure she would be just really <laughs> awesome about the fact that you guys are doing a project on, on a roller derby-esque idea. Yes. This is really and cool. I would. And I'd love to be able to get some more information and research from somebody that actually plays. Yeah. You yeah. know how, like, in a, in medical TV shows and stuff like that, they have, like, a, a resident doctor that, like, you know, they, they consult for, like, yeah. medical, like, okay, so what would the symptoms be that this person is, like, suffering from whatever disease or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. We would love to be able to get like a, a resident roller derby expert. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of, you know, uh, have somebody on 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 the payroll for it. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is what I do. It'd be cool if y'all had like a girl on the team that's kind of like Mark Henry. Like her motto is, that's what I do. And then she just runs in and wrecks into people. She's just huge. We call her like Big Bertha or something. She's just a wall. Mm. Oh, so get around her. This is a this is a really good tangent to go into the bomber, Beerston bomber. She's kind of like that. She's kind of like a living wall, and uh, she's an excellent blocker. And uh, there are times where she's shown a history of being able to block like three girls at one time. She's that good at it. Oh wow! But that's the thing. She's a specialist blocker. And she doesn't know if she can do other stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's sort of her role. So, Atomic Derby. Yeah. I'll let you explain how it's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, okay. Uh, let's see if I can even do this right now. Um, so, take all the things that we just talked about with Roller Derby, and we're just going to crank it up to 11. Specifically, what that means okay. is that uh, 
it's set up like a bank track, except there's even farther out, there's this wall that they're surrounded by inside of the track that can go that can go ninety degrees up in the air. It can be up oh, like wow. maybe some twenty feet up in the air. And so that's not that doesn't exist in any actual track. We made that up. And uh okay. that's a that's a high end, high skills area that hardly anybody goes up and the nickname for it is the mountain and the and the advice that's given to new atomic derby players racers is don't try to climb the mountain yeah um but there are a few exceptionally skilled one exceptionally skilled uh skaters that can absolutely climb the mountain and do well Mm -hmm. um also this is probably one of my favorite parts, is uh, the skates that they used. That they use. Within okay. the skates is a motor that provides some sort of inertia feedback. And the way that it works is that the more you push and the harder you push and the more effort you put into skating, the faster you go. Mm-hmm. But oh. it can make you go really fast, like upwards to like 30 miles an hour. And okay. So imagine a bunch of girls traveling 30 miles an hour around a rink and they're all trying to bash each other and they're all trying to knock each other off their skates. And now right. you've got another girl who's a jammer and her job is to pass everybody but they're trying to block her out. And mm-hmm. the idea is that it's going to be sort of like anime level violence where you know, there's really not too many broken bones, but it's a lot of punches and bruises and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and we are also trying to push for this very unique design to the equipment that the girls are going to wear. Like the skates themselves mm-hmm. and the uh, the padding that they're going to use. Because typically in roller derby, you have a standard helmet and you have... Elbow pads, knee pads, and you can you know wear gloves to protect yourself. Um, but in Atomic Derby, I wanted it to look more like lightweight armor for them to wear. Oh, wow. And it allows them to hit harder, go faster, and be way more dynamic. And, um, and this stuff is still in development. This we stuff is still in they development. They don't have anything really hammered out yet on yeah. this. Fair and, enough, fair enough. I'm still I'm still seeing stuff, but continue. <laughs> and um the uh our team in particular, they're not gonna start off with the best equipment. In fact, they're almost exclusively gonna be hand me downs. And even their padding, their protective gear is gonna be from regular roller derby and not even suited for atomic derby in their first match. Oh wow. And, Oh yeah, they're going to be totally, they're absolutely going to um, be underprepared for their first real match. Mm-hmm. But that's right. part of the excitement. They're going to be the underdogs. And they're going to have to learn to quickly rely on each other and to develop a bond between one another to actually win. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I really want the action scenes to feed back into the narratives that all the other characters are going through. Right. And I want the uh, I want all of the emotional stakes to propel the action forward. 
yeah, like in my head, I'm seeing like a moment where like um, where the one is really kind of shy and everything. Uh, she gonna be skating as well, or is she just probably planning stuff. Oh, she's she'll skate, she'll skate, but it's. I can almost a... see a scene where I can almost see a scene in my head where like she's skating. And then the main character girl kind of grabs her and kind of hurls her, like past the point to bypass. Like she's the she's the jammer in that instance, but she can't figure out how to get past them. And then the big, strong, abnormally strong girl just kind of throws her like a cannonball, if you will. And then she kind of barely lands it as she passes as they win the thing or whatever. Like I can see that kind of kind of sacrificial play where she's like, I could physically pass them, but you're the tallest of us. If you get launched past them, they're not going to be able to stop you from getting past them. So it's kind of that whole idea. So are that you I'm talking in my head. Well, are you talking about a Colossus Wolverine fastball special? Not quite to that level. I mean, it's a lot more clumsy and somewhat more realistic. But, like, you know, kind of the idea, like, I saw, there was a movie I saw years ago with Ellen Page where they were doing roller derby. And, like, there's a point where one of the girls kind of grabs a girl and just hurls her on her skates past somebody. And, like, they get it. She manages to pass the girl before she has a chance to cut her off because she's got that added speed. Mm Mm-hmm. With her, with her skate, with her fellow skater, kind of throwing her into it, and so yeah. I was kind of doing that, but more thinking more along the lines of the animation style. Because trust me, in my head, it ain't quite that pretty of a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like fastball special is always kind of a beautiful destruction, you know. When Colossus is picking up Wolverine and just hurling him, because you know you've got in this situation, like I said, you've got tall, lanky girl getting thrown by a big, strong girl, mm-hmm. you know. It's not going to say it'll be the prettiest thing. It's just going to okay. get the point, get it done. You know, that's what I see okay, in my head. First, okay, first of all, Will, they have names. I don't appreciate you objectifying my girls like this. Yeah. And second of all... <laughs> I know, I'm just messing with you. I got you. Um, he throws out a gauntlet. It's just like, sir, I challenge you. Quack with the glove just across the face. Like, you need to remember the names. I might you will treat you. these women with respect, sir. Um, and second of all, what makes you think we haven't already thought of that? I didn't say you hadn't. I just said that's what I was seeing in my head. So that's what he's seeing what's, head. Funny, what's funny is that, like, you're the second or third person that's brought up the idea of a fastball special. It's true. <laughs> like, as we're explaining to people and we're telling them, like, yeah, again, about the third person that's been, has been all, like, Okay, but what if the one one girl threw another girl? Well, that definitely does happen in actual atomic or in actual derby. Yeah, the where they slingshot each other. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's a it's a legitimate strategy. Hmm. Um. So. But yes, it's. I hope it's going to be thrilling. I hope it's going to be great. Yes. And but uh, since Atomic Derby, the, the tracks are bigger yes. also than in regular uh, roller derby. Much bigger. Much bigger because they're going to be going a lot faster. Yeah. Um, now, are there dangers on the track that they may have to deal oh, with as well? Or like just... stage hazards? Possibly. Mm, you know, we really haven't considered that. And to tell you the truth, I don't know quite yet. To tell you the truth, I 
have more banking on the individual skills of the yeah of the characters themselves. Because oh, to me, when you say a... Atomic Derby and you say it's illegal in some areas. Yes. Like, I guess what I'm thinking is what makes it illegal? Because, I mean, if we're just talking about the mountain and a bigger setting, mm-hmm. you know, it, what makes it illegal? It could probably have something to do with the fact that you're barely anything protecting you, propelling yourself at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's more of the speed of the skates. Speed of the skates, like uh, the sheer the, danger of <clears throat> riding ninety degrees up a wall, and uh, just like the also less regulations yeah. involved. Yeah, it's um, okay. in our story, it's not um, a regulated like thing. Yeah, um, it's like a underground like. Yeah, it's kind of like only, early UFC. Early UFC. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's so like the, it's the uh the the strongman competition not strongman competitions, but what are the the competitions prior to it being UFC and getting sanctioned where it would just be the beat 'em ups where you'd have the pe- random people just running around and saying, "Hey, my name is Bubba and I fought down at the club so you know, a week and I want to come down here and get paid to fight." Yeah. So it's yeah. that type of thing. Okay. It's in a yeah. similar vein as that. Yeah. It's like UFC <clears throat> 1 where the only rule was knock your opponent out. Right. Right. So you know, people didn't have to have any type of training. They just would go in there with whatever they could think of creatively on the fly. Right. Yeah, and then you get new Jack. I know that was a bit of a leap right there. <laughs> I just, I just, I you just, just wanted, wanted to talk about new. I Jack. just wanted to talk about new Jack. Um, but yes, the new Jack it's way, it, all. it is so much more dangerous than regular roller derby. Yeah, essentially, that's that's the big thing that makes it. They and the UK likes to uh, <laughs> the UK likes to uh, put bands put bands on like the most mundane stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> like in the I don't know if you knew this about the UK, but actually, like you can't buy silverware unless you're 18 years old or older. I don't know why. I did not know that. Yeah, because yeah. you could be a danger to like yourself or others. Do they still have that nunchuck band? Uh, probably. Uh, probably. All right, listen, everybody, do me a quick favor. When you get done listening to this episode of Conversations About Dot Dot Dot, do me a favor, go check out Mythos Podcast, done by the Rasco Brothers themselves. They get into geek stuff with them and their friends, and they talk about a lot of geek things. They talk about anime, Star Wars, you name it. They're going to talk about it. After that, do me a favor and check out the Crafting Cosplayers podcast where she talks not only Xena, but she talks geek stuff as well. So go check both of those out for me. Those are some awesome podcasts that you need to check out. And thank you so much for continuing to rock with us here at Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. And go check those podcasts out as well. Thank you so much. And I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well if you follow them up. Take care. Yeah. But, I guess uh, bad yeah, nunchucks, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, uh, it, it, in, in our in our story, like, there's there's certain places that just outright ban Atomic Derby, but still have, like, regular Derby and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I can see, like, story... a version of Atomic Derby where, like, you go to, they go to one track, and it's just super medieval-style Atomic Derby. And, like, they have weapons hanging in different parts of the things, like maces and balls and chains and 
different things like that, and they're trying to like hit each other with them, and it's just like, wait, we didn't prepare for this. No, it's a little too extra. <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. However, we are going to have, like, every team that's going to be part of the tournament and this league that they're getting into, every team that they run into is going to have a theme. Yeah. Each one's going to be different. And, okay. uh, like, one one team's probably going to look like a girl, like a gang of girls who look like street thugs. Uh, the next team, there's this one that I'm really happy about that I'm really looking forward to, mm-hmm. where they sort of look like a a group of modern gothic witches and oh uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to that team and there are a couple characters that we've thought of as immediate rival characters for uh, our girls they all saw they all saw the craft one too many times yeah. <laughs> um the craft is such a weird movie anyway uh it is uh now you threw me off. Rival team. Sorry. Rival team. Rival team. And a couple of and a couple of other rival characters as well. Yes. There are gonna be a lot of time. Every match I want there to be a point to it. Yeah. I want there to be a point to those girls being there more than being the next threat. Right. I want them to I want the other team to mean something to the reader and I want it to mean something to the girls. Right. And for example, Jingles thought of this really great character that we're gonna try to throw in where it's this girl who's a sadist not you know cranked up to the point where you know she's trying to drink blood or anything but uh, oh would you look at that i think the uh crafting cosplayer would like to or might be available to I, join i i think she might be coming in it might be the last minute save we, we look after the curtain we see a light coming in, and we hear this ominous uh, music coming across the stage there right you. now. She's walking in for her intro. There she is. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. Hey. So I sound funny. I've got a different setup than normal. A little funny. Well, it sounds like you're you in a car or something. Yep. Yeah, I am. <laughs> which, which makes sense in that case. We were just like uh, say, talking about Atomic Derby, uh-huh. our, our comic series. Yeah. What are we, what, how, uh, what all have you talked about so far? Uh, we've talked about some of the characters, which you, you've looked into the, the chat and seen the pictures of. These are some of the characters yes, that are going to be part of the team. <clears throat> we talked about Roller Derby, and we talked about how our series' is Roller Derby is going to be different. From regular roller derby uh, and we were just saying right now that uh, there'll be like rival teams and stuff like that and there'll be um, like <clears throat> we, we were talking about um, how Smider and I are really gonna be trying to put an emphasis on um, interesting uh, antagonists for the series <clears throat> more than just like that's a bad girl. <clears throat> we want to like. That sounds like fun. We want to dive into like why is this girl bad? Yeah. Or like are these girls even really bad, or are they just like 
they're an opponent team, but you know, yeah. we can still respect each other or something like that. Yeah. For example, I was mentioning a girl that uh, enjoys hurting other opponents, but she does it in a way where none of the refs really catch it. But uh, and Jingles came up with this idea that she might have this technique where she can brush someone. Uh, with her hand but she's able to like hit some nerves when she does it and so like a minute after she touches them they suddenly seize up or something and so they have to find a way oh, around so that it tip. Ma- so it makes it look like it's accidental but it's not yes exactly the big thing is that she oh. likes to she likes to hurt people um but she knows how to do it in a way that you can't tell that yeah. that's what she's doing yeah yeah and I like it. Uh, and so and we find out either via flashback or some other method of storytelling uh i really want us to understand why this girl is this way and we're gonna have it that you get to see into her childhood or something maybe there was a moment in her life that made her feel small and made her feel weak and so from there she decided i'm never gonna feel that way ever again and i'm gonna make everybody else around me feel that way and there's going to be a point where she's a where she squares up against one of our girls probably bad news Mm -hmm. and bad news is the one girl that doesn't feel afraid and is not afraid to feel pain if it means overcoming a challenge and because of that you know our girls win we're happy we're triumphant and at the end of the day that girl that bad girl learned a life lesson and now she ends up maturing from that she ends up growing from that and she ends up taking those life lessons to the rest of her team as who knows maybe she has to go to a point where she has to apologize and she has to basically atone for being the way that she has been yeah i like that a lot that sounds really really cool yeah jingles brought up something that i think is going to be real really fun and i hope that we can include and it's this idea that there are these people these broken people that they end up going up against that like either want to hurt people want to humiliate people and they seem like terrible people at first but then you get to know them and after the match after there's resolution um they find a new way of looking at life and they find a new way of learning to appreciate people. We want the matches to be thrilling, but we also want them to sort of be metaphorical. Yeah. Um, I really, I think that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited about this, guys. Yeah. Um, There's a thing, and since we're drawing a lot from, like, manga, anime, and, like, Japanese storytelling in general, there's a thing that I've noticed a lot um, in a lot of stories that I've been reading i see it in like naruto i see it in jojo and uh most especially i see it in the yakuza series um and it's that they present these bad guys that at first come off as like these people are evil we need to stop them. yeah like clearly evil clearly evil clearly bad we need to stop them but then like the protagonist finds the good in these people and finds like the reason why I'm they're behaving this way is because of this, and they feel like this is the right thing to do. This is what I, they believe. I really like that. And so we. I really to, like that. It kind of 
sorry, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, have you ever seen Once Upon a Time, the TV show? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. I've seen it. One, I've seen yeah. it a few times. Yeah, I've seen and it once how upon like at the beginning you're just like, oh my gosh, the evil queen is just 100 evil. Like she's just awful, blah blah blah. And then you kind of like get to see why she is the way she is, and then she starts like growing and maturing and ends up becoming one of the best characters in the entire show. Right. Um, it, it's it's essentially kind of the same way, um, but uh, like we're. We're not going to, I don't think we're going to be de devoting too much time to um, growing the antagonists past a point. Mm -hmm. I, I believe what, what the main idea is, is that we see an antagonist, we're like, this person's bad. Then we find out they're bad, be they behave this way because of this. Um, something yeah. happens in the match that helps them realize that what they're doing is incorrect and to, it should should make a change in their life and then uh, we'll we'll probably uh end with seeing those characters with them like okay i need to start making a change not necessarily that we start seeing them change mm -hmm. but that they're they recognize that a change needs to happen right like the groundwork's there to move towards that right yeah and even there's a moment there could be a moment near the end of the series where maybe you've got a really difficult situation, but then maybe the girls have received letters from these other girls, and they've talked to them about the fact that, you know, when I raced against you, and you see these little blips of these moments and things that are happening, but then you see their lives now, and you see that things have changed. And it says, look, no matter whether you win this or you lose this, know that it was worth racing you because I became better as a result of it. I don't, and so that may be the thing that may drive them I, as they're I, going I like that a difficult situation. I like that idea. I feel like it's too on the nose. I feel, yeah, um, because okay. it doesn't, that doesn't feel realistic to me. Um, because when you're in a league against somebody, and like, if, if you're, say, even playing football against somebody, and you lose to somebody, and you learn something from that loss... You're not going to write to the other quarterback and be all like, I lost to you and you taught me this. <laughs> it's not that that to okay. me doesn't feel realistic. That being said, it's not like we're not going to try to bring a bunch of stuff full circle yeah. because we have plans to do that with everything. We, we have plans on maybe showing the audience at a later point yeah. a change that was made. Also, okay. well, by the way. While we're doing this, while we're doing that part of the match, we're also balancing out our girls' character arcs. Yeah. And the, what they're learning in that match. Our, our girls will also, at the same time, be learning stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. It'll be a learning experience kind of for everyone involved. Yeah. And, gotcha. also, and also, they're going to be very technical matches, and they're going to be all about outsmarting each other. Yeah. Yeah. As well as... Um, That's going to be really cool. What we have planned right now is um, is uh, we, we only have about five chapters planned out right now because we're not sure okay. how far we're planning on taking the series at the moment. Uh, Smider and I have always had this bad habit of like planning out these very big, very long stories that take like years to get through. Um, so right now we're trying to limit ourselves on just a short thing yeah. at the moment. Yeah. 
and we may build from there. Well, we're gonna make it so that if we decide to to build up from there, we we can. So, uh, at the moment, there's no plans on like coming back and revisiting or having like the major super championships or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're we're at the moment just kind the of space Olympics. The space Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we're, we're trying to keep it on a shorter, smaller scale at the moment and then, but still making it available to build off of later. Should we decide to do that? Right, right, right. So when should we begin to look forward to seeing, you know, the first bits of the story on webtoons i know we talked about it going to webtoons we are oh boy we are currently in hammering out the details phase yes <laughs> so i am in the middle of writing the rough draft ideally we'd like to have it with we'd we'd like to start updating uh within the year yeah um but we'll have to see considering we both work day jobs as well as we right. run the our youtube channel and we run a, we run a whole bunch of stuff we hope it's soon mm-hmm. we have a lot of focus on atomic derby right now um and so we're 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 slowly churning the butter that is this story but uh it's a it's it's a long time <laughs> that it's going to take so we we don't want to we don't want to give any dates at the moment because we're not Fair sure. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't want to rush it either. You want to be able to develop it out no. and make sure that it's in a good place before you release anything. Right. Would you Would you ever consider before the launch, it's, I know it's going to take a bit, it's just an idea, mm-hmm. would you ever consider like an anthology of the Atomic Derby where maybe you have different people giving small snippets based you know of course with you all's approval because you guys are the creators of the project Mm -hmm. but that you know you'd have snippets of stories that maybe other people since you're a part of a very large group of people who are illustrators Mm -hmm. and writers you know would you be interested in maybe doing an anthology series first kind of talking about different characters and things like that that are introduced into the world that maybe people are bringing in other ideas for uh, we're, we have no plans for an anthology thing at the moment. I can tell you that much right now. Um, okay. but I know, Will, that you are very familiar with the concept of, uh, uh, variant covers, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, for different chapters, I am planning on, uh, talking with my other artist friends uh and commissioning out uh variant covers that when we make the print version of these stories that uh will 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 let people have the decision of which variant cover from guest artists that people would like to purchase um Mm -hmm. down the line and uh i'm i've been talking with my pals about that as well about okay. uh, making variant covers an anthology would be an interesting idea but at the moment we have no solid plans for that as we're still trying to figure out how we're going to make this thing I am, ourselves <laughs> i am constantly being encouraged by our buddy pie man to not think that far ahead 
because I have a really nasty habit of doing that. Yes. We, we both have yeah. had... Well, you know what would be really... Sorry. You know what would be really cool is if you used your Patreon as, like, a platform to, like, okay, if you donate to our Patreon, you can get, like, exclusive, like, uh, backstories and anthologies and stuff like that. So, like, you could utilize your Patreon and, like, have, you know, that kind of support and uh, put out little snippets of stuff that only patrons can so it's interesting that you had mentioned that uh, crafting cosplayer, as I've already started um, making available certain behind the scenes, like uh, what's the word, um, character design document stuff um, available Jesus. on my Patreon, and uh, the these uh, drawings that I have shared in the the chat here, I also have. <laughs> Uh, available on the Patreon to view and download for free. Um, but when I get into, like, ser the character turnarounds and, like, backstory stuff and, and hard stuff like that, um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have that on my Patreon um, for patrons to, to have access to. As well as, like, uh, we, we will be streaming, like designing characters and uh when we actually have um pages and thumbnails and stuff hammered out uh also stream me working on the comic pages and stuff for people to come and watch and i love it i love it i love it okay okay this is really cool awesome. and it's really awesome to hear about this project uh, maybe instead of going where I was thinking of going with this whole digital media thing for this week, maybe we should save that for another episode. Okay. All right. Fair uh, enough. And just stick with what we got here. Okay. But uh, first of all, I want to encourage you guys, first of all, saying thank you for uh, not only inspiring this whole thing, uh, you know, and everything, because you guys came to me and were like, you know, would you consider doing something like this? And so it's kind of like, as I was interviewed by somebody on a podcast, I was just like, well, now I have a tool to do this with. Mm -hmm. And so we could actually do it. And so that's kind of the cool thing about this whole thing called life, where you get an opportunity to come. Life is really, life was never meant to be a solo adventure. Mm -hmm. Life was always meant to be a collaborative thing. And, you know, we are thankful for you guys because not only did you accept me and embrace me as a person uh, before we got into all this stuff, but, you know, in live streams and different things, I was doing and art things. We were talking constantly, you know, whether it was um, my streams or as comic maker streams or you all streams, you know, you guys really accepted me as a person. And so I want to say thank you for that, but I always want to try to encourage you. That's why I joined the Patreon. I need to get on joining Crafting Cosplayers Patreon as well. Uh, at some point in the near future. Um, I've been trying to look at funds and all that stuff because I understand that especially when it comes to people's projects, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, yeah, you're doing this thing, but it's another thing when it comes time to support that project. Mm -hmm. You know, and say, hey, look, I'm willing to put some money towards this, you know, because I believe in it. You know, and that's the thing about yeah. it. You know, you, you, you get the chance. And I mean, you guys have invested in me you know, whether it's just been listening sometimes to my ideas or, you know, different things like that. You've gone out and bought my stuff at different points, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm just like, yay, you know, and so I yeah. want to make sure to return that in kind, you know, it's the idea of reciprocity, 
You know, mm-hmm. when you see people supporting you, you want to make sure to support them. And so I thank you guys for sharing this with me on here today. Crash uh, and Cosplay, I'm glad you were able to join in. Uh, I know we didn't get to do the deep dive in Disney movies this week, but we're going to do it at yeah. some point. And so there's no uh, no 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 harm, no foul there in that regard. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to shift some stuff to where uh, next week uh, we're all together. We might just, you know what? We might just talk about projects we're working on. Okay. Like you guys like have really poured into this one. You know, we'll get Crafts and Cosplayer on next week. We'll talk about stuff she's working on. We'll follow it up with stuff that I'm working on. Uh, we'll kind of give us the time to kind of pair that all up and everything and get the stuff prepped out. So, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, as always, you know, one thing I'll say right off the bat, man, support people who are creating stuff around you. Yeah. That's key. You know, because when you've got creative people around you making stuff, you know, you, you know, people say all the time, well, I believe in that person, man. I believe in them since they were a child. Okay, put your money where, mouth, where your mouth is. Because now you get the chance to support them with your, with, with your income. With support them with, because that's what they're doing you know we're trying we're all trying to live doing what we love you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i mean we all got our nine to fives and we all you know we have good things bad things about our nine to fives in a perfect world we all be getting paid to do what we love and so when you get the chance to say i'm willing to support you support them Mm -hmm. yeah and i i want to add that there's a lot of ways to support people that are not just necessarily monetarily because if you like something Share it. Share it with your friends on Facebook or Tumblr or Reddit or wherever it is that you hang your hat on social media. Share that, you know, Um, like their stuff, uh, comment on their stuff, all of that, because the more hype you get around something, like even if you can't monetarily do something, you know, to, uh, to support somebody, Giving that extra hype, like giving them that extra view, giving them that extra share, giving them that, you know, share their their merchandise or whatever it is that they have. You know, the more sharing you have, the more visual stuff that people can see on that. There's somebody out there that might be able to donate monetarily and they might fall in love with it because you shared it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing, too, is, like, if you feel like, oh, I can't do anything because I don't have the money to support, you can't, you don't have to necessarily support somebody monetarily. You can just share their stuff and comment and just be their little, you know, rooting cheer squad, Mm -hmm. uh, because that, that helps just as much. Mm -hmm. Definitely so. Definitely so. We want to make sure to do that. So, guys, thank you again for being willing to share with us on that as far as sharing with us on this project that you guys are working on. I, I can hear the passion in what you're doing and I really appreciate that. And more importantly, I hear planning, you know, and I understand, you know, sometimes me, you know, you, you talk about wanting to rush ahead and do a lot of things. And sometimes I've got like six ideas in my head right now. I know I'm not going to be produced all six of them this year. Mm-hmm. So I've got to focus on which one I'm going to do and then just do it. So that's, that's a hard thing sometimes. For me, it's not so much just about committing, over committing. It, it's, it's limiting myself to commit to the one, get the one finished, and then work on the next thing. Right. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. about that. with the creative side of things. And so, listen, guys, as always, again, Rascal Brothers, Crafts and Cosplayers, thank you for joining me on this adventure. 
mm-hmm. of podcasting. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you guys have no idea how much you mean to me as far as doing this. And, um, you know, you guys rock as far as I'm concerned. You always will. And whether it's on the Mythos podcast, whether it's the Crafts and Cosplayer podcast, you're going to get some awesome stuff out of it. So check those guys out. Make sure you're supporting them as well. Share their podcast with people. You know, if, even if you're not into geek stuff yourself, you know, even if you're not into Xena yourself, even if you're not into The Witcher yourself. Uh, by the way, The Witcher commentary is one of the funniest things. You know, there's a moment where Captain <laughs> Cosplay is watching The Witcher and she says, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a bunch of naked women in this. Like, it's just like the way she says it, it's just like, that's worth the price of admission right there. So. I, I am glad you enjoyed it, Well. Hmm. So, but anyway, guys, uh, so let's support each other. That's the main thing. That's the main, that's the main point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, however you choose to do that. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, do you guys want to wrap us up by telling the lovely people where we can find you on the social medias? Sure. I'll go ahead and uh, just say you can find me, Jingles Roscoe, as well as Smider Roscoe on our YouTube channel. Um, currently, it's just... Uh, it's it's my YouTube channel, but we all kind of contribute to it, uh, which is youtube.com slash C slash Jingles Roscoe. Easier to find that way. Um, I also have Twitter. You can follow me there. I have DeviantArt. I don't post very often, but sometimes I'll check it out. Um, those are my main places that I hang out on. Uh, as well as, obviously, my Patreon, which you can go and see all the pictures of all these girls that we talked about uh, today. And um, if you follow me on YouTube, you can uh, maybe catch a uh, a stream or two where we're working on these characters, talking more and world building and stuff like that. And you can learn a little bit more about them that way. And you can find me, Smider Roscoe, likely on my roof in the middle of a thunderstorm, having an awesome <laughs> lightsaber duel with Pie Man. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love it. Uh, appreciate Pie Man and his ability to have lightsaber battles with lightning. That, that's pretty awesome stuff. Crafty Cosplayer, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. It's probably the easiest way to find me. Um, I've got all of my links to my Patreon and all of that uh, in the Dropbox of all of my videos. And uh, I just recently uh, made a new Reddit. I haven't been on Reddit for years, uh, and I just recently made a new Reddit, so if you want to follow me there, Crafting Cosplayer. Um, but yeah, just all of the places, just type in the Crafting Cosplayer, and you should be able to find me on pretty much everything except for Tumblr, because I, I can't do Tumblr anymore. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> and of course, uh, Big Will Holland for the YouTube channel for my twitter and instagram it is will holland 9973 on facebook as well by the way we have a great conversation going on on the conversations about dot 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 fan page where we're asking the question uh what's your favorite disney movie so if you want to get involved in that go over there jump in and answer your question what your favorite disney movie is uh when we do our deep dive of disney movies we'll be sharing some of those with our, with you guys so please feel free to jump in on that Mm-hmm. And above all else, guys. Oh, really quick, Will. Oh, yes. Also, everybody that's listening, uh, if you're listening on Anchor or have the Anchor app, I highly encourage you guys to 
leave a voicemail for Will to listen to. Absolutely. And then he'll put them in and the we'll episodes. And then we can discuss we'll, we'll what you're talking it. about in the uh, voicemails. Mm-hmm. I love yes. voicemails. They're so much fun. They are. Voice I hope we get are. some on our podcast. Oh, we have a few. Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. All right. Thanks for having so, us, Will. Yes. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for coming. Uh, above all else, guys, as always, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and I believe in it, so that's why I always encourage you to do it. Be blessed, be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.